Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Credible Nerds podcast with Mark and Justin. This is the podcast you're looking for. Don't go about your business. Stay here. Well, go about your business and listen. And then you can move along. Move along. And may the force be with you, always. Welcome to Star Wars Apologetics, Attack of the Clones edition, with your hosts, Justin and Mark. Hey everyone, we want to welcome you to our second season of Star Wars Apologetics. We will be talking about Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and how Attack of the Clones is a great Star Wars movie. I recently rewatched this film, and throughout the course of it, I kept telling myself, hey, this is a great Star Wars movie. There's some great things in this movie. And so I wanted to make a note of it. I wanted to talk about it. And so I wrote down some things, and we broke it down, and just talked about all the good things that are in this film. And I know it's one of the most maligned Star Wars films. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like it, and that's okay. Um, I was kind of in that camp for a while. I mean, it's a Star Wars film, so it can't be that bad, right? But um, I would watch it every once in a while. And as each rewatch happened, I just felt, you know, like, oh, I really like that part. You know, I think, to be honest, uh, some of the best Star Wars out there is in this film from when it's like the last 45 minutes or so of this movie is some of the best Star Wars we'll ever get. And so there's that part, and then there's all these other parts sprinkled throughout the film that um, if you just sit back and think about it, watch it, you know, you, you'll realize, hopefully, that, hey, this, is, this isn't this is bad. It's, maybe the entire film isn't your thing, and that's okay. You know, Maybe you, it's something that you still don't like, but that's okay. I really enjoy it, and so I wanted to talk about it. So... Mark and I, we sat down and talked about all the different things that I liked about it and some of the things he still didn't like, but that's fine. Um, we know he's a Star Trek fan, really, but just kidding. Uh, so we'll get into it and talk about uh, some of these great things. So, First point is Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. In Star Wars A New Hope, the first Star Wars, we learn that Obi-Wan had a good friend named Anakin Skywalker, but he was betrayed and murdered by Darth Vader, and he was a good pilot and a great friend. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, who is this guy? This guy sounds awesome. Where is he? We later learn as time goes on that uh, Anakin actually wasn't murdered by Darth Vader, that he became Darth Vader. And so from a certain point of view, Obi-Wan told this story to Luke and told him a bunch of lies. But we see in this film, Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. We see... Anakin is the Padawan, Obi-Wan is the Master, for the first time. Um, We saw it briefly in The Phantom Menace. I wouldn't even say we saw anything significant. We just saw them standing together, basically. Um, But here in this film, we see how Anakin and Obi-Wan have been having adventures, how they interact with each other, how they have conversations. Uh, We see how Anakin's headstrong. And Obi-Wan is constantly having to rein him in, for for better or worse. We see how they both frustrate each other, but yet at the same time, there's some respect there. Um, Anakin sees Obi-Wan as a a father figure, and he's learning from him. 
but at the same time, he feels like Obi-Wan's holding him back. You know, that's great conflict. That's great drama. And we see that play throughout this movie. You know, they both realize this. They both realize that Anakin's frustrated. They both realize that Obi-Wan's in charge and Anakin has to follow him. But Anakin, at the end of the day, is willing to accept Obi-Wan's mentorship and, you know, him being his master. So... I think that plays out great throughout the film, and that's that was very key to see. I think if we hadn't gotten that, you know, why would we care about Anakin? Why would we even care about Obi-Wan at the end of the day? So, what do you think about uh, their relationship and how it was portrayed in this film? Uh, I mean, like you said, you see a lot of reigning back, um, you know, especially some of the fights, you know, when he's chasing the, was it when he chases the assassin here? Yeah. Um, you know, you see it some there, like, no, hold back. You know, he's just trying to tell him to stop and take his time and calm down and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you kind of see here, too, like, um, that, you know, Anakin is, if it would have been anyone else but Padme, he would have stopped. And so I think you see here, like, a, um, I, I see a real big disconnect between Master and Padwan. I really do. Like that's something that Obi Wan should have realized and it and stopped right away. Like I don't think there was a question about what was going on there. Like what, you know, when they split up later in the movie, you know, and he's going to go with Padme by himself. You know, he was thinking like this is not a good idea because you know at this point he knew like for a hundred percent stuff was going on, and he let him go anyway. And, you know, so I think as a master Padawan relationship, I think somehow before this or coming up to this, you know, whatever it is, that that got convoluted into like what he said in the third episode. You were my brother, you know, like we were, you know, it was supposed to be you and me kind of against the world, you know. And I think that the master Padawan got lost into like he's my brother. He's like my younger brother now. He's not – I'm not his master because you see him like let him go do stuff and then – and then it's you know almost like he's holding him back a little bit. Maybe he's holding him back for his own reason but I don't feel like he's encouraging him to to take that step in a a more – I don't know, like adult way or smart way. He's just telling him, no, don't do this. You're not ready for that. Instead of like, look, okay, if you want to do this X, Y, and Z, these things have to be followed. But, you know, and, and I just feel like, um, Obi, you know, like Obi-Wan's relationship with him was the problem. You know, I think that if somebody else that could have, and maybe that's the whole Jedi thing, you know, that's just anyone who had the problem just because of their Jedi training, trying to train somebody that's this rambunctious or has this much energy, whatever you want to call it. But I just don't think Obi-Wan did a very good job of, of helping Anakin along the way when he had all that conflict going on. And, and Obi-Wan knew. He knew what was going on. Like I think that if anyone says, oh, he didn't know that they had a relationship, he knew they had a relationship. He knew what was going on. He yeah. just didn't want to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think – their relationship wasn't Master Padawan, like you said, because we see the Master Padawan relationship of how it should be. We see that in The Phantom Menace with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon puts Obi-Wan in his place when he acts out or when he doesn't do what he's supposed to. So he's got Obi-Wan on a short leash as Padawan. 
But that doesn't translate over very well to Obi-Wan and Anakin. I mean, we see it a little bit in the first part of the film when Obi-Wan and Anakin first visit Padme in her apartment. And she's like, yeah, someone's trying to kill me. I'm glad you guys are here to help figure out who it is. And Anakin's like, well, we're going to find out this guy, who this guy is and bring him to justice. And Obi-Wan's like, no, that's not our mission. Our mission is to protect Padme. So there's a little bit of conflict, but at the end, at the end of the day, I mean, he still allowed a lot more than he should have. And I think yeah. that's that helped um, Anakin's downfall, right? Because even though they weren't supposed to, you know, the Jedi are supposed to be attachment-free, there was an attachment between them. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, I mean, that's part of the story. I mean, that's what makes it so good, because it isn't just this sterile you do what I say because I'm the master and you, you know, you don't have a voice because you're the Padawan. You know, we don't want to see that. We want to see conflict between them. It makes it more interesting. At least in my yeah. mind. So, anyway. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely a good, different relationship, but I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's tough for me to say. I, I just, I don't know. I said what I need to say. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> no, and I agree with you. I think, Obi-Wan let too much go on. Like, he knew there was something between him and Padme, Anakin and Padme, so... And he should have stopped it. Which brings us to the next topic, the next point. Anakin and Padme and their adventure. Uh, We saw them together in The Phantom Menace. It was a little creepy. You know, a nine-year-old boy with a 12-year-old girl. For every nine-year-old boy, that's their dream, right? But for a 12-year-old girl, (laughs) a little young. But, um... (laughs) Ten years later... So I looked it up, and it said she was fourteen at the time. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was he was nine or ten or what was so he? So he was he was nine, and she was fourteen. Oh, okay. So he has a big crush on her, and she just kind of plays him off as this little boy, which he was. But mm-hmm. ten years later, you know, he's nineteen, she's twenty-four. That's that's a little more socially acceptable, I guess. Still a little odd, but she still sees him as this. You know, a little kid, and she says that to him, and he's depressed. He goes and cries in the corner for a bit. But uh, so finally, they get opportunity to spend time together. When Padme goes back to Naboo, and Anakin's sent with her to protect her. So they arrive on Naboo. They spend some. Uh, they go meet her family. That's in some deleted scenes and in the book that uh, Anakin meets her mom and dad and her sister. And I wish they would have included those scenes in the film because you really get to see where they're pushing Padme to be like, "Hey, this guy's cute. You know, who, who is he? You know, what's what's your guys' story? Is that your boyfriend? You know, the kind of what a family would do if you bring home this guy, right?" Mm-hmm. And it made a little. And she started to think about it. She's like, "Oh yeah, he is kind of." You know, she started to to go down that line of thinking. So I wish they would have kept that in the movie. It would have helped out the story overall, but. Um, so they spend some time alone. You get the whole dialogue of um, sand, how it's rough and coarse and gets everywhere and blah, blah, blah. Which is true if you've ever been to the beach and sand sucks. You're always <laughs> cleaning it out of your shorts, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyway, you get all that. They start to form a little bit of connection. Um, they kiss. Padme's like, wait a minute, we're not supposed to do this, but he's confused because it was good. It was a good kiss. Yeah, it's like, 
any any boy's first kiss, right? You're like, whoa, nope, that was awesome. Let's do it again, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that that was the end as far as no relationships. I mean, I, I tried that for like 14 years too, and uh, you know, I didn't didn't make it after the first kiss. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but then there's uh, Anakin starts having dreams, and they go to Tatooine to help save his mother. Uh, his mother ends up uh, being killed by the Tusken Raiders, and she's there to to comfort him, you know, to be there in his probably his worst moment of his life. So they start to form, you know, a bond that way. Uh, then they go off. They learn that Obi Wan's been captured, so they go off to to Geonosis to to help rescue Obi-Wan. But they, they all they get captured yeah, along with Obi-Wan and they have to escape. So they have that whole adventure in their arena where they're fighting off the monsters and then the, the droids come and they're fighting those. So it's this big sequence of events that kind of puts them together. And they have to rely on each other to survive. And that's where they start to, in my opinion, they start to form their relationship, the beginnings of their relationship. What did you think of their adventure and how they kind of were thrown together and started to to like each other? So she wasn't still queen right here, right? She's a senator. Is that right? Yeah, she was senator at this point. Okay. Uh, I thought it was – I mean I get why they did it, but I thought it was pretty weak. Uh, I didn't like – I mean I haven't seen you for 10 years I'm this amazing – I was queen, this amazing-looking senator, but nobody's married me off and I'm not seeing a single soul. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there's got to be more, I don't know, access to whoever she wants and instead she's going to end up making out with this guy she hasn't seen in 10 years who's five years her junior because he has a cool long piece of hair in the back of his head. He's a Jedi though. And, he's got a cool yeah. lightsaber. He was Padwan, and his lightsaber makes up for some stuff. <laughs> no, just – but I, I just thought that was kind of weak, you know, like it's like, no, I waited 10 years just for you to come back. And so I thought that was kind of dumb. But, um, uh, you know, but their adventure was pretty good. Um, and once again here, I, I think that this is a little bit on her. He slaughters – like legitimately slaughters every man, woman, and child of this tribe, and she's like, "It's okay, it's okay. Let me hug you. That you just just murdered all these people. Give me a kiss." They're not people. Like they're, that's they're animals. Well, and he slaughtered to, them like animals. To him, right? <laughs> but I think that she knows that they're not. She's got to know. You know what I mean? As a as a political senator, she would have to know that. Regardless of what it is, they're still human beings, you know, blah, 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 or whatever they call them, alien beings, whatever. But um, – and so that kind of part was always like weird, but it's like all of a sudden they're just in love. Like they go from like, oh, our first kiss to like we're in love because you killed – you slaughtered all these people. And you know, I just found that kind of weak. You know, like weak writing, or maybe maybe more happened in the interim. Like more time went by than the movie showed, but I just didn't feel like it, so it felt rushed. Rushed. Yeah, felt like they just need to accomplish this, and um, so I didn't like it too much. I mean, but but the adventures were good. You can see how, like, if you were spending this kind of time with someone alone for who knows how long, a relationship could occur. 
and you know it could bud but it just seems so backwards because of who obi-wan is like it's just like this is not obi-wan at all like you know he didn't rub off on anakin anyways but uh but i can see how this is a good relationship i mean so i mean i guess in the overall if you're 13 things i you know i can see how you know their relationship and adventures and stuff like that can help um, but that I just think it was kind of weak writing. Okay. So, just to counterpoint a little bit with with Padme, the reason I mean she was a good, you know, senator had all these things going for her, very positive person, and I think that's why she didn't have another relationship. She mentioned that there was this guy named Paolo, and they were kind of dated, but. Outside of that, but that was years ago, and outside of that, they never, she's never really had another relationship, and I think that's does two things. Uh, it's because uh, she's so focused on her work that she, you know, she's if you were to translate it to our world, she's the type of girl that works sixty hours a week and doesn't do anything else with her life, right? Cause she's so focused on her career type thing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got that, and then you know. You, and you get this guy who shows up, and he's he's good looking. He's you know got this power, the force. You know he's a fighter. He's athletic type thing. And she used to have a uh, they were they had an adventure way back in the day, a little connection there, even though it wasn't romantic at all. Um, so so he's back in her life, and she's like, hey. And it the turning point for me was when they're going into the arena. And they're going to be sacrificed, basically, right? She doesn't see a way out of this. She thinks they're going to die. And so she's like, well, I might as well tell them how I feel. Because it doesn't matter. We're going to be dead in five minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's when she's like, well. Um, they, and they'd had conversation prior on Tatooine about how he liked her. But she was too focused on her work to be able to do anything about it. So now they're in this situation. She's like, well, I might as well tell them how I feel because we're going to die. So she tells them, but yeah, they don't die. So then then what is she going to do? So that's kind of my counterpoint to that. That, you know, she's, um, she just hasn't had time to have relationships either. And so there's an opportunity there. And she's like, well, I'm going to die. So I might as well tell them how I feel. And then things work out. So do you think originally she was just kind of like, oh, cool, like, y'all hook up with this guy because it will never go anywhere. Yeah. He's going to go off and be a Jedi somewhere else. But then as soon as she's faced with death and this, she's like, well, I better love somebody. Yeah. Well, it's forbidden love for both of them. You know, and forbidden love is exciting. That's why people cheat on their spouses, right? Because they're not supposed to do that. And they're getting attention from this attractive person. And it's exciting for them, right? People buy into it. It gets the adrenaline rushing. You're sneaking around, that sort of thing. So it, there's kind of that aspect to it too where, you know, hey, he's a Jedi. He's not supposed to have relationships, but he chose me. I'm special. And then for her, it's like I'm not supposed to have relationships because I'm in the Senate. I'm busy. Oh, well, we're on this vacation. We might as well do something. We might as well, you know, explore it and see what happens. But, you know, in the end, nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But something does. So. Anyway, that's how I see it. So we want to thank you guys for joining us here on episode one of Star Wars Apologetics, the Attack of the Clones edition, where we broke down these important relationships of this episode to 
with Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship and Anakin and Padme's relationship, which both of these relationships went on to have a huge impact on the rest of the saga. And we got a lot of great things from these uh, relationships, like Luke and Leia, as well as a lot of conflict, uh, kind of stemmed into the galactic conflict as a result of Anakin and, and Obi-Wan's relationship and, and so on. So a lot of impact from these two relationships. So it was, it was fun to talk about these and break them down and kind of see how they uh, interacted in, in this episode and how Anakin and Padme were able to reconnect and start their journey as, as a couple. So uh, stay tuned for our next episode where we will talk more about uh, why Attack of the Clones is a great Star Wars movie and some of the, the other great things about this film. So thanks for listening and may the force be with you. Thank you.